welcome to today's edition of Take a Leap and Transform, a neo-diversity journey podcast where entrepreneurs, employees, business owners, and individuals can become aware and transform their mindset. Welcome back to Take a Leap and Transform, a neo-diversity journey. I'm your host, Joseph K. Muscat. Are you ready to take a leap with me? When we get our message out and everyone has understood us, we are delighted as this means we presented well. Those around us join our cause and they know what to do to get the task done. The dilemma is how often are we truly understood and how often do we take the time to ensure those that we lead and manage understand our message of what we want. Too often leaders and managers fire off instructions or commands with the expectations that because they have spoken that all is made clear and that everyone has understood. What is even more funny is they tell them to take notes as if the note-taking alone will further solidify that they had understood. Or, there is the underlining message that has not been given, which is what you really meant, and they can only know this if they read between the lines or they live in your head. I have experienced instructions being given out, and the manager returning to the office with the door closed, and when I ask for clarifications, I am told to read my notes or the email because... All has been said and what has been given. For neurotypical individuals, this can be frustrating. And for neurodiverse individuals, it is frustrating that becomes compounded because we learn differently. This has not been taken into consideration. And when we try to get a clear understanding or push through to try to fulfill the task through interpretation, we are punished for not understanding what they dictated. Let's pause here and look at what may seem to be a off-topic study to give you an idea of what I mean. In 2015, a study conducted by Stanford University found that a majority of students didn't understand math. Let's be clear, they may have understood how to perform the calculations, but they didn't understand why the answer was the answer. They knew that without a doubt, as long as they follow the formula, they will get the answer, but didn't know why the answer was the answer. They knew that without a doubt, as long as they followed the formula, they would get the answer, but didn't know why the answer was the answer. Let's dig deeper. The study found a few particular reasons this is the case. First, we teach the rote system, which basically means we drill repeat repetition, which is not reliable. Second, we don't teach by visuals. I can speak on this as I've had memory training as well as memory coaches. The human mind prefers the learning method of images and stories. Therefore, it's best to turn anything we want to remember into images and stories. The business world has embraced this because they now teach how to sell through stories. Third, anxiety, especially during time pressure tests. Anxiety kicks in and this affects memory performance, causes stress and affects self-esteem. The fourth is critical thinking. When they try to show them different ways to come up To the same answer, the students couldn't do it because it was not the formula they knew, the one they were taught. I have tried this with my daughter, and let's just say that we were both in tears. When they tested a wide range of students, those who had committed to memory alone scored the lowest out of the group. When we look outside the study, we find evidence that supports this. In Canada, in the province of Calgary, there's a third-party organization known as Jump Math Program they found that there was a large percentage of teachers who were teaching math that didn't fully understand what they were teaching. 
This all reminds me of an encounter I had with a client a few years ago. He had a small architectural firm, and one day the power went out. So he told the staff, a vast majority of them, of recent graduates from the local universities and college, to move the work on paper. They could not perform the task. They were so dependent on the computer, they didn't know the formulas to calculate the renderings on paper. This 60-year-old owner had to sit down to teach him and, frankly, did most of the work till the power returned. What can we take from this? What can we take from this? We can see that how we are taught in schools is carried into adulthood by both the employee, managers, and business owners. In particular, how we give instructions. What is interesting is you have two types of instructors, one who understands the task and the other that may not. In either case, they give instructions but don't provide support to ensure they are properly understood. The highlighted points from the study gives us some insight into how we can give more of a sufficient manner of directions. In order for us to be more successful in how we lead our teams, we must take the time to communicate properly, and this is especially more true when you have neurodiverse team members. Let's revisit those points from the study and add some helpful tips. First, sit down with your team, then one by one. The one-to-one -one is crucial for your neurodiverse team members. Walk them through the instructions, be clear, and don't assume they can read your mind. Encourage active listening. Let them take notes, and this means slow down. Give them time to process what they heard and transfer this onto paper. Once this is done, then you can move on to the next point. Why is this important? The human mind can hear 500 words per minute, but we cannot listen and write at the same time. Rewrite like reread, word by word. By the time they have made their notes on point one, you are already at point six. Think about it. Have you ever had someone ask you to repeat point two while you were at point 10? Second, give visuals to your instructions. Remember, we are visual people. Words or written instructions are not enough. Take your instructions and turn them into powerful images so your team can also see the vision that you are conveying. Third, don't overwhelm your team, especially those who are neodiverse. Remember, low poor self-esteem. The mental health of your team is often overlooked, and because of this, it leads to poor performance, sick days, and great talent leaving or being let go. Fourth, explain more than one way to do the task. Ask them how they could do things differently. Where can they find improvements and perform the task in more efficient manner? The fifth suggestion allows for questions. Give them time to take in the information, process the information, and then give feedback. We learn more effectively when we ask open-ended questions. It allows us to dig deeper and increase our ability to comprehend the given instructions. The sixth and last tip is to have an open-door policy where your team feels safe to talk to you, seek help, and guidance. My final thoughts, management is more than handing out assignments and setting deadlines. It is about leading and mentoring, ensuring your team members have your support and resources they need to understand what is being asked of them so they can get the job done. If your team is having difficulty in understanding and it's not producing what is being asked, then the fault doesn't lie entirely with them. Business owners and managers must attempt to make sure that they are understood 
and we must stress this even more when the workplace employs neurodiversity team members. Now, do you have any thoughts on this? We've once again reached an end of another episode. I hope you found this to be insightful, and if you do, please subscribe, leave a comment, especially with topics you would like me to cover, and lastly, follow me on social media. Till next time, take a leap and transform.